Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. To, uh, we want to get up here into, let's see. Oh. Way down in there. The book of Psalms. Let's start down here at, oh. Let me look at 20 just a second. Oh, here we go. In Psalm 20, Psalm 120, these are, these are so small. Now, remember, they, these are prayers. I mean, it's not like, well, hey, is my guitar picking? There's no guitar picking here. Besides that, they were supposed to have sang these things, and I'm sure they did. But they're not helping us. I don't see a single note there. So I wonder what's more important, the notes or what they said. Well, obviously what they said. Look at this. In my troubles, I pled with God to help, and he did. Well, he's talking about going to heaven. No, he wasn't. I swear we've missed it. You, if you want a real Jesus, begin to ask him where those car keys are. Begin to ask him where some money is when you're running low. Begin to ask him when you've got credit cards that are, you know, you're just way in deep. Begin to ask him. Don't tell everybody else. That's our problem. A lot of times we think that I know how the Lord's going to do it. I'll tell Dustin, who's making a lot of money, and Dustin will know that I don't, and, and he'll take some of his extra. No, he won't. Dustin's is his. You need to learn on your own that it's miraculous. It will come into your life and it'll, it'll just make you come unglued. You'll go, I, I, ugh. the only way that happened was the Lord. Hello. And, and boy, you are on a path of victory from that thing. Cause then you realize I don't have to have anybody else. Notice in my times of trouble, I didn't meet with a lot of people. I pled with God to help me. Look at this. And he did. Woo. Deliver me. Oh Lord from liars. Now remember this is King David. Oh, lion tongue, what shall be your fate? He's talking about these people. You shall be pierced with sharp arrows and burned with glowing coals. My troubles piled high among these haters of the Lord. These men from, we'll just say from Arab and Gunnersville or whatever. It's just two places. I mean, these real places, except they're over there in, uh, in uh, the far, in the Middle East. He said, I'm t- look at this. I'm tired of being here among these men who hate peace. He said, I am for peace. They are for war. And my voice goes unheeded in their councils. And actually, that's the end of that song. But notice what David did. David said, hey, look. Obviously, he was going over there for a peace treaty or whatever, and these guys didn't even want to play. And he said, I will get out of here. You get me out of all these troubles. All right. Goes on to 121. Now, look at this one. Amazing. The King James Version, we've heard this many times. It says, it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Whence? What's that? It actually means where. But the phrase, I sh- I'll lift up my eyes to the hills... From whence comes my help? In other words, I'm looking up to the hills from where my help comes from. He's actually making a play on shall I look to, like the Living Bible says, shall I look to the hills, to the mountain gods? Because people had little idols stuck all over the place. Now, the Living Bible straightens it out. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? Now, remember, he's not talking about going to heaven. You and Fred's the only one that's left us so far. The rest of us are still here. We got problems. We got daily problems. But guess what? We have a daily Jesus, and he's just that comfortable, and he's comfortable with you, and he's going to help you like crazy. He says, no, my help is from Jehovah who made the mountains. Now, time out. Let's let's back up again just a moment. This is just as much for you as it was for David when he wrote this. Because David was just saying what he did. He wrote it down. David is implying that this is yours. Matter of fact, every time you read it, you have to say I. And you'll say, you know what? Shall I do this and this? Shall I trust in my bank account? Shall I trust in somebody doing this for me? No. I'm going to look to the one who made this whole place. 
My help is from God who made the mountains and the heavens too. He will never stumble. Look at this. Slip or fall. He's always watching, never sleeping. Praise the Lord. Jehovah himself is caring for you. And it's not like, oh, bless Laura. You got hard times coming. Bless you. Bless you. It's not that. There's no way they can get to Laura. Look at this. He's caring for you. He is your defender. Well, let's just expect it. He protects you. Look at this. Day and night. Now, let's don't forget this. 121. Not hard to miss. There's only 150. 121. Besides that, you could Google it and find it yourself anyway. He protects you day and night. Look at this. He keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. Do you know that's in the Lord's Prayer? Deliver us from evil. Wow. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and deliver us from evil. Well, I thought God uses these problems to... Well, see, you got to quit believing that stuff. Otherwise, we're like, hey, I got a new problem. Can't wait to get my head blown off. Somehow, someway, I'm going to learn something. No! You need the Lord to protect you. David just said in Psalm 120, oh, I hate these guys. I want out of here. David didn't say, you know what? Sometimes you have to take the bad with the good. That's, none of that's in the Scriptures. He preserves your life. He keeps his eye upon you as you come and go always. Look at that left off the bottom, but guards you. Look at that last verse again. He keeps his eye upon you as you come and go and guards you. Praise God. Amazing. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. There's still a whole lot of little little short ones here. Let's go all the way to uh, uh, 27. Look at this right here. This is what we're going to look at this morning. Unless the Lord builds the house... The builder's work is useless. Unless the Lord protects the city, centuries do no good. That means soldiers. It's senseless for you to work so hard early morning until late at night, fearing you will starve to death. God wants his loved ones, look at this, to get their proper rest. Oh, God's keeping me up at night. Oh, really? Is, is, is God that difficult to hear from? We've heard all this baloney, baloney stuff. If God wants to tell you something, he'll tell it to you. And if you're keeping yourself up, you're keeping yourself up. Because God said he'd give you rest. The 23rd Psalm. We should all be experts. We are here. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He says, oh God. Man, this stuff with God is so hard. Look at this. Joy knows this. And everybody in this room, since we survived, look at this. Children are a gift from God. They're his reward. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows to defend him. Oh, happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. That man shall have the help he needs when arguing with his enemies. I'm telling you, glory. Now, let's go look at something over here in the life of Jesus. And we're not going to take a little piece of it. We're going to take a chunk of it. Now, let's watch who the Lord really is here. And let's just see what happens. This is Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. We're going to go through three chapters just like, boom, that. You're going to see some things about him now remember, what you see about him is for us, okay? It's funny. Everywhere you go, everywhere you see Jesus, he's like, matter of fact, first thing you're going to see is Jesus going to say, Peter, James, and John, come on, come with me. Now remember, it's going to say they had a business. Oh, we, we can't go right now. I mean, Jesus, I mean, I got to pay the bills. Jesus is always paying the bills. 
Here's the wonderful story of Jesus the Messiah. Now, right there, you could just X that out because some people you hear mention Jesus, we're like, oh, yes, one. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, to you, it's wonderful because, Richard, you're a Christian. No, if you read this, you're like, oh, my gosh. The Son of God. In the book written by the prophet Isaiah, well, he was a guy back during one of those kings, okay? God announced that he would send his son to earth and a special messenger would arrive first to prepare the world before his coming. Okay, so somebody wrote down and said, before Jesus gets here, a special messenger will show up. Well, I was John the Baptist. This messenger will live out in the barren wilderness, Isaiah said, and proclaim that everyone must straighten out his life, be ready for the Lord's revival, or arrival. The messenger was John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness, taught that uh, all should be baptized as a public announcement that their decision to turn back on sin so that God would forgive them. People from Jerusalem and all over Judea traveled out into the Judean wasteland to see and hear John. It wasn't just three or four. Something was going on. This is actually recorded even in the Roman archives and stuff. John the Baptist was not somebody, well, we didn't know about him. We don't know if he really existed. Oh, yeah, he did too. Mm-hmm. He did. People were pouring out. Now, think about what it said. This guy was to come out first and just say, somebody's coming. So see how the system was working? People are out there looking at somebody wearing just, you know, a furry outfit and, you know, rough looking character. And he's saying the whole time, there's one coming greater than I. Let's watch what happens. Anyway, people from Jerusalem and all over Judea traveled out to the Judean wasteland to see and hear John. When they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from camel's hair and wore a leather belt. Why do we got the details? Anyway, locusts, wild honey were his food. Here's a sample of his preaching. Someone's coming. Someone's coming. Well, that's what Isaiah said. Someone's coming. I'm not worthy to be his slave. Wow. I baptize you with water. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Then one day, Jesus from a Nazareth in Galilee was baptized by John there in the Jordan River. Now, there's only Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's only four books about historical life of Jesus. The book of, this is Matthew, Mark, Luke. The book of Luke would have told you in chapter 1 and chapter 2 that John the Baptist was actually Jesus' cousin. Okay, but anyway. And only... You know, six months apart in, in age. Anyway, the moment he come up out of the water, he saw the heavens open. This was John. John saw this because Jesus, I mean, God had already told uh, John, when you see the Spirit coming on this guy, that's the one. He descended in the form of a dove upon him, and a voice from heaven said, You are my beloved Son, my delight. Wow, voice from heaven? Yeah. Immediately the Holy Spirit urged Jesus into the desert. There for 40 days... He was alone except for desert animals. He was subjected to Satan's temptations to sin, and afterward the angels came and cared for him. Now, there's a lot of good things here. Desert animals were around Jesus. He didn't have no bite marks on him. I'm in for that, you know, praise the Lord. Okay, look at this. And then it says the angels came and cared for him. Too bad we can't have that. Are you kidding? All through the scriptures. Abraham's, oh, oh, Sarah's, a uh, little slave, uh, well, Hagar was her name, got mad at Sarah and she went off into the wilderness, thought she was going to die. And the angel said, Hagar, what's the matter with you? <laughs> going back. Actually happened twice. Anyway, later on, John was arrested by King Herod, somebody else who didn't exist. Oh, yes, he did. Herod the Great, old buddy. And so Herod, this is recorded about Herod too. 
Jesus went to Galilee to preach God's good news. Yeah, good news. You're all sinners. Good news. We've, we've destroyed this. Remember, we started out and said the wonderful story. Wonderful. Come on. What's so wonderful? How come churches are not filled and all this kind of stuff? How come? That's because nobody's looking at the story. If they look at it, you can't just say, hey, get yourself in church. Like I saw a church sign the other day. and It's just, you know, just condescending. Basically, why aren't you in here? <laughs> Gee, well, I can tell you why they're not in there. They don't want to hear a bunch of baloney, you know. I'm trying to find out why it's so wonderful. Let's keep going. Okay. He says, so he went out and preached the good news. At last the time has come. What? God's kingdom is near. Now, I tell you what, God gave us a demonstration in the Old Testament. We've already been looking at it for months and months around here. That God said, if you do this, 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 and this, then I'm going to do this, this, this. And their problem was they wanted to go after other gods. But anyway, watch this. God's kingdom is near. Turn from your sins. Act on this glorious news. Now, what's so glorious? I'm not so sure. Okay, watch this. One day, Jesus was walking along the shores of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother, Andrew, fishing with nets, for they were commercial fishermen. Now, don't tell me that this guy right here, Jesus, is wearing rags and poor and can convince a couple of businessmen to give it all up and be broke like me. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Something must be going on. Yeah. Jesus said to them, come follow me. I'll make you fishermen for the souls of men. At once they left their nets and went with him. Well, a little farther at the beach, they saw Zebedee's sons, James and John. They were mending their nets. He called them too. They left everything. They went with him. Now watch this. Here we go. Jesus and his companions now arrived at the town of New Hope. Whatever. Capernaum. It's a town. On Saturday morning, they went into the Jewish place of worship, the synagogue. Everybody lived in cardboard boxes. They had a synagogue. Everybody's church looks great. The congregation was surprised at his sermon because he spoke as one that had authority and didn't try to prove his points by quoting others, quite unlike what they were used to hearing. Uh Uh-oh, a man possessed by a demon was present. He began shouting, well, that's going to ruin everything. Verse 24, he says, Why are you bothering us, Jesus of Nazareth? Notice what they said. Have you come to destroy us, demons? Now, what? I know we're talking about a devil here, but look what that devil said. The devil didn't say, yeah, just shoot your biggest shot, Jesus. No, that devil said, are you here to kill us? I mean, they knew they were toast. And they're toast around you. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Take the whole armor of God so that you can stand against all the schemes, plans, and whatever of the devil. The devil really is out there. Don't worry about him. You can stop him. I know who you are, the Holy Son of God. Woo! Jesus curtly or quickly commanded the demon to say no more and to come out of him. At that, the evil spirit screamed, convulsed the, the man violently and left him. Amazement gripped the audience and they began discussing what happened. Now remember, Jesus said, good news, kingdom of God. He didn't say, go home, study, crack a book and figure out what this means. Just watch Jesus. Four men already abandoned everything they're doing to go with this guy. For what? Some kingdom that's working. Watch this. What sort of new religion is this? They asked excited. Why even evil spirits obey his orders? Oh. The news of what he had done spread quickly throughout the area of Galilee. Well, I guess so. Can you imagine? News passes fast around here. People text. Oh, you're not going to believe it. Then leaving the synagogue, 
He and his disciples went over to Simon Andrew's home. Oh, here's where they're going to have a Bible study about learning to be a better Christian. Yeah. Watch. Where they found Simon's mother-in-law in bed sick with a high fever. Now, where are we going with this? Well, you know where we're going with this. Everywhere Jesus went, they were healed. The book of James, the Lord's actual half-brother. His half-brother who grew up with Jesus. Look real quickly at this. James, the Lord's half-brother, writes a single letter, an email, shall you say. Look what he says. Oh, is anyone sick? He should call for the elders of the church. They should pray over him, anointing him with oil, calling on the name of the Lord to heal him. And their prayer offered in faith will heal him. No questions asked. Except in America. Well, you don't really believe that, do you? And of course the pastor. No. It's, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> you need to go to another church. I'm not going to another church. I believe that those words mean something. So let's go back here to Mark. So here's this woman. She's boiling up with a fever. Burning up with a fever. All right, what happened to her? Here we go. She's, and she's sick in bed with a high fever. Jesus, uh, they told Jesus about her right away. Well, you know, the timing of the Lord, he don't always fix things. When, yes, he does. He did it immediately. He went to her bedside, took her by the hand, helped her sit up. The fever suddenly left. She got up and prepared dinner for them. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. These are poor people. They don't even have a home. They're in cardboard boxes. No. Obviously, this house is pretty big. Simon and Andrew still live there. Simon was married, had his mother-in-law there. What kind of house was this? Well, remember, Jesus is not only a carpenter's son, but he is a carpenter, so he has his own dream place. But you won't see that on TV, but you can see it right here. Look at this. By sunup, the courtyard was filled. Oh, they quickly ran down to Jerusalem and got in the... No, they didn't. This was apparently Peter's house. He's got a courtroom. No, wait a Think a minute. He was a commercial fisherman. Anyway, the courtyard was filled with sick and demon-possessed, brought to him for healing. A huge crowd of people from all over. Well, these people were misled because Jesus is not going to heal them all. That's a, that's a mistake. They're all going to feel bad and go home. No, they're not. Watch this. Huge crowd from all over the city of Capernaum gathered outside the door so that Jesus, excuse me, so Jesus healed great, great numbers of sick folk that evening and ordered many demons to come out as victims. Because, uh, but he refused to let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Next morning, he got up at daybreak, went out into the wilderness to pray. Okay, Simon Peter and the others went out and told him, everybody's asking for you. Now, why are they asking for him? The Lord. He doesn't sleep and slumber. He wants you to get your proper rest. He's going to take care of you. My goodness. He said, well, we must go to the other towns as well and give my message to them. That's why I came. That's why I came. That's why I came. But we miss it sometimes. We think, oh, it's just in the too hard to do box. I don't know why I'm going through this problem. He came to rescue you. Anyway, he traveled throughout the province of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues, releasing many from the power of demons. Now, why didn't he give us a copy of what he said? Well, he's talking about the kingdom of God. Look at this. A leper came, begged to be healed. If you want to, you can make me well again. Jesus moved with pity. He said, I want to be healed. Immediately the leprosy was gone. That man was healed. Jesus then told him sternly, go and be examined immediately by the Jewish priest. 
Don't stop to anyone along the way. Take along the offering prescribed by Moses for a leper who's healed. So everybody will have proof you're well again. But the man went on his way. And can you blame him? I mean, come on. He couldn't be in certain places. And now he's got like the finest clothes in the world. He can rip his arm back. And he looked, man, I, all them spots are gone. Maybe his nose has been regenerated. Whatever. He couldn't help but shout that he was healed. As a result... Such throngs soon surrounded Jesus. He couldn't publicly enter into a city anywhere, but had to stay out in the barren wasteland, and the people from everywhere came to him. Well, it's got to quit sometime. It never did. It didn't quit today either. didn't quit. This is the book of Mark here. Let me skip to the end here. I'm going to come right back, but look at this. He said, you're to go into all the world, preach the good news. Well, that's what Jesus is doing. Those who believe and baptize be saved. Those who don't, they're going to be condemned. Look at this. Those who believe can use my authority to cast out demons. <gasps> Just like he did. Speak with new tongues. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink any deadly things, excuse me, if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. Oh, no, Jesus, you're ruining this stuff. He's not ruining it. This is the truth. Anyway, Jesus was taken up into heaven. The disciples went everywhere. The Lord was with them, confirmed what they said by the miracles that followed their message. The book of Acts, the very last chapter. This happened all through the book of Acts. But uh, look at this. Uh, uh, anyway, this guy named, we'll call him Peter, but it's Publius. He was the governor of the island. He welcomed us, fed us for three days. His dad had a, had, was ill with a fever and dysentery. King James said it was something bloody. Okay. Paul went in, prayed for him, laying his hands on him, healed it. Then all the other sick people in the island came and were cured. Goodness. Gee. All right. Back to, uh, whoops, pastor. Back to uh, oh, Mark. So anyway, several days later, he returned to Capernaum. News arrived. He was in the city. Soon the place where he was staying was so packed with visitors, there wasn't room for a single person. Oh, there wasn't a single person, uh, I mean, there wasn't room for anybody else uh, at the door. Now, they were not in some meeting place. They were in somebody's house. Poor person's house. Cardboard boxes under the, under the, was it? It was at least as big as this, probably. Somebody's home. And he preached the word to them. That's all I'm doing. He just teaching the scriptures, that's all. Four men carrying a paralyzed man on a stretcher. They couldn't get to Jesus through the crowd. Now, act like he hadn't heard this before. They couldn't get in. They can't get in. They started ripping up Dustin's apartment. Okay, They dug in through the clay roof above his head and lowered the sick man on his stretcher right down in front of Jesus. Well, that'll tick Jesus off. Oh, really? When Jesus saw how strongly they believed he would help. Man, I'm guilty of that. I'm so strongly convinced he won't help me sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I got to get over that. Because Revelation says he's standing there at my door right today saying, Rich, I'm here to help you. You want this help or not? Jesus saw how strongly that uh, they would help. He said to the sick man, hey, your sins are forgiven. And I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he said that. Because he says the same thing to you and I. See, a lot of times we're, my back's hurting. God, I've not been living like I should, you know. Oh. Would you cut that out? None of us have. We've all made mistakes. And Jesus still says, hey, your sins are forgiven. Oh, people were so mad. They said, you think you're God? Some of the Jewish leaders, they said to themselves, this is blasphemous. He think he's God? Only God can forgive sins. Jesus could read their minds and said to them, why does this bother you? I, the Messiah, have authority to forgive sins. Hey, talk's cheap. Anybody can say that. I'll prove it by healing this man. 
Turn to the paralyzed man. Take up your bed. Go home. He didn't say, oh, and stay over there and listen to me finish this great message. No, he told him, go home. Go home. The man jumped up, took the stretcher, okay, and pushed his way uh, through the stunning onlookers. Wow, excuse me, missed some of that. Oh, uh, through the, the stunning onlookers. Oh, the how they praise God. They've never seen anything like this before. That's what's supposed to be going on with us today. And it is. All we've got to do is just ask the Lord for his help today. Then he went to the seaside again and preached to crowds. While he was walking up, he called Levi, son of Alphaeus. He was a tax collector. Man, don't get that guy. He did. Come follow me. He jumped his feet. Went along. That night, Levi invited his fellow tax collectors, oh no, and many other notorious sinners to be his dinner guest at another homeless place under the parkway. Wasn't? That was a house. There were many of these men of this type among the crowds that followed him, but some of the Jewish religious leaders saw him eating with these men of ill repute. And they said to his disciples, How can he stand it to eat with such scum? Oh, really? Look what Jesus says. When Jesus heard that, he said, Sick people don't need a doctor. Health, not, excuse me, sick people need the doctor, not healthy ones. I've come to tell good people to repent, not bad ones. John's disciples, and I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit and get to this one spot and we'll stop. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the next chapter here and stop right here. Look at this. While in Capernaum, Jesus went over to the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. We still ain't heard too much about treat your neighbor right and do it. You know, he's dealing with your personal problems here. If, just think. Now, I know we've had stories and we've heard, yeah, but I can do just as much with my right. I've even read stuff where they go, you know, I would have never learned to appreciate my right hand. If I hadn't lost my left. Oh, come on. Come on. God wants you to have two. Now look at this. He's in church. And there's a guy with a deformed head. Look at this. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies? He's got enemies? Oh, yeah. He's got enemies. They watched him closely. Now we're going to stop right here. Watch. We're about done. He asked the man to come and stand in front of the congregation. Oh, Jesus, don't do this. Because if it don't work, man, you're going to be so embarrassed. You're going to lose the campaign right here. There was no campaign. This stuff is real. Then turning to his enemies. Now look what he asked. Now if you're hurting today, you should be looking at this is why it's good news. This is how quick Jesus wants you helped financially, physically, or whatever. Get your faith out there and just say, Lord, you got to be real. you got to help me. Look at this. Is it all right to do kind deeds on the Sabbath day? Or is it a day for doing harm? Is it a day to save lives or to destroy them? Oh my goodness. Jesus, you are opening up a big world right here. But they wouldn't answer him. Looking around them angrily. Yeah, Jesus lost his cool. Remember, he cleaned that temple out, buddy. He did a good job of it. He was mad that the... Well, let's read what he says. He was deeply disturbed by their indifference to human need. If your finger is hurting, you accidentally hurt it, you smashed it with a hammer, what you need to be saying, Lord, help, knowing that he wants your finger well. You're no different than a little one. You would run to the aid of one of these little ones back here if one of them got hurt. He runs to your aid too. Anyway, he said to the man, oh man, reach out your hand. I mean, the instant he reached out that hand, buddy, it was restored. Oh, look how holy these clowns are. They're supposed to be the most best Jewish people in the world they were so mad at jesus now why were they so mad see because they were that far away from what the real truth about god is 
We can get that way too. We can think Jesus doesn't do anything. He's at the door, but he just wants, he wants something to eat. No, he's not. He said, I will come in and dine with him and him with me. He'll sup with him. He wants to come in and make his home right there. Instantly his hand was... At once the Pharisees went out to meet with the Herodians. That's a political group that wants to overthrow the Roman government. Look at this. I'll click it. You'll see. See, look at that. A pro-political party. Man, mercy. Anyway, a plans, plans for discussing killing Jesus. Anyway, notice this. Jesus and his disciples were drew to the beach following a huge crowd from all over Galilee, da 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 they were, all, they were following Jesus everywhere. Wow, well, I guess so, praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, just like we've seen Jesus here, you'll make us well. And if we're suffering financially, you'll fix that too. Lord, and if it's some other problem, it's not finances, it's not healing, it's just some other problem we got today. Lord, we know you'll get us out of that trouble because we're in the kingdom of God. We've got privileges because we're citizens of your kingdom. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave a trail telling others what great things you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah, amen. I made it. <laughs> Glory.